I um, constantly focused on being better for the people around me and knowing that basically I deserve more and will will have more and not and it's not just financially it's you know there's a growth inside of me that I'm chasing how am I going to go even deeper how am I going to show up better for myself and for the people around me Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. My name is David Donaldson, joined by Joe Martin, and really excited about our guest today, Nicole Belcher. Okay, Nicole down in Roanoke is the team leader of the Roanoke Market Center, a little bit newer to that role after coming up and building a large team, the Belcher Home Team. She transitioned from running a successful real estate business into now running the Roanoke Market Center. So without further ado, I'm going to kind of toss this over to Nicole. Nicole, welcome aboard. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Super excited. Nicole Belcher, Keller Williams, Roanoke. Excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, we're excited to have you. No, luckily, you know, I've seen you speak and you and I have known and we've kind of kind of heard your story a little bit. There's some moving things that have happened in your world. And I'm excited for the rest of the people got to hear what that looks like. So why don't you give us a little bit background of you and, and how things got started, where you came from? All right. Well, <laughs> um, so I started in real estate about six years ago. Um I didn't really have any idea of where this was going to go or where this was going to take me. Um, I was running a business in Salem. It was called Oh So Glitzy. It was a children's boutique and spa party place. And we did um, like cute little parties and events and um, mostly tailored around uh, little girls. I had three girls, so it was easy to start that business. I really enjoyed it. And um, I just kind of always wanted to be, I would say, even in um, elementary school, I remember selling candy and I always, at any chance I could, I'd want to do a lemonade stand or you know, solicit people for, you know, ideas and money. And just, (laughs) I've just always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, So I um, had that business going and I just wanted more. Um, I didn't really know what that would look like. I had um, some experience um, purchasing my first home and actually bought a foreclosure and put some money into it and ended up really enjoying the process of purchasing it. And, you know, um, the money obviously was good. And so that kind of got my ears peaked for um, starting in real estate. And I don't even remember like my thought process at that moment, other than I remember saying, I'll be happy if I just sell for myself and maybe my family. And then um, I started the course and was like, oh, it's very interesting. I, for the first time, I've always struggled with learning. So um, I'm extremely ADHD. So um, I've always had a hard time in a learning atmosphere, but I did like a flex course where it was like a really crazy intense week. And I was really able to learn and and to get it because I was interested. Um, So I thought that was really cool. Um, Took my course the the next week or my my PSI, the the testing, the exam and uh, passed. And I was like, oh, all right, I passed. Let's do this. And then um, I was actually at a birthday party and one of the moms was um, an agent with Keller Williams. And we were just talking, she was like, I'm a real estate agent. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm thinking about um, 
getting my license. I, I'm in a course right now. I think I hadn't even started the course yet at that point, but um, she started talking to me about Keller Williams and I was like, Keller who? I've never even heard of them. <laughs> so um, I chatted with her and got in front of the OP at the time um, and um, just fell in love with all things Keller, Keller Williams listened to what she had to say, but did a lot of research on my own. And I loved how big and how um, I could be a part of something that was just huge. And I just was, couldn't believe that I could even join a company like that. Um, so I got started in 2016 and then sold my first house within 10 days at an open house. Um, I sold the house that I was at and I was like, oh, wow, that was kind of easy. <laughs> and then I did uh, 10 transactions that that year. That was in April and then 10 for the, the whole year. And then um, really just took myself out of my business um, and hired a manager. And she pretty much ran the store for me and the events. And I was all real estate. So 2017 um, was a pretty big jump. I ended up doing like... Um, almost 30 transactions or around 30 transactions, like five over 5 million. Um, so um, it was a pretty big jump. And I realized that it's good money and a, a lot of opportunity. So I started focusing um, solely on that, ended up selling my business and then growing a team. Um, once I did that and then um, jumped to 2018, um, I think it was like 14 or 15 million um, and sales. So it quickly became, um, life-changing for me. Um, and in that process, I've had, um, a lot of growth internally. Um, I've always, um, wanted to be different than how I was raised and the environment that I was in. And I didn't really understand, but I just knew that that's not how I wanted to live my life. So I went through a lot of personal growth and changes, um, you know, being 18 and, and having a child and getting married really young, moving to Hawaii, then getting a divorce at 24 and, you know, just falling into that trap of what I was supposed to be um, according to like, you know, how my, my environment, right? So, um, but I never really settled, even though I had a lot of, um, I would say valleys, I always knew that it's not where I wanted to be or was going to be. And so I, um, constantly focused on being better for the people around me and knowing that basically I deserve more and will will have more and not, and it's not just financially, it's, you know, there's a growth inside of me that I'm chasing. And, um, it's been a, a long journey and I still like, I'm excited each day knowing what am I going to, what, how, how am I going to go even deeper? How am I going to show up better for myself and for the people around me? And, um, I mean, just the growth I've had just this year, taking on team leader position has been, I mean, just crazy. I would What's say that growth. So yeah. you've done a, an, um, you're being very humble, Nicole, and I've had <laughs> wonderful times of interviewing you and putting you on the spot and like you've rolled with the punches and whatnot. And I'm not gonna let you get off on that, that general response. What growth has been so important to you? Cause like 
I, I can name a million things for you just because I've had the pleasure of watching it. What are the top three specific growth opportunities that you've had that you've seen yourself that have been most impactful over the past, you know, since January? Since January. Um, I would say just the, op the, the people that are surrounding me, um, just being in relationship with them. Is that what you're referring to? Like what opportunities have I had? Or are you talking like? Yeah, so great question. So I think like part of your journey, like we hear a lot of like great entrepreneurial like growth stories. And I think growth for everybody is different. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think is really powerful is to say like, what part of that growth journey has been the most specifically impactful to you? Because like, I'm hearing people is like your first thing is that like leadership of people, hiring people, managing people, realizing that I'm not perfect and no leader is really ever perfect. Yeah. But like when you say growth, growth is such a wide scale thing. What you're hearing me kind of dive into is that you've had success, even though you're humble. Mm -hmm. What part of that growth, if you were to say there were three things that like January, when I took on a leadership and went from sales to leadership, growth has been amazing for you. What are the three ones that you've value the most specifically since January after you shifted from sales into leadership? Um, I would say I, well, for me, I, I honestly had no idea how inspiring I was to others. And um, I'm able to sit down and coach people that, and actually change their lives. So for me, that's been a huge opportunity. That's, I mean, in, it's really changed who I am. It's how it's changed how I treat people. It's, it's changed the relationships that I have with people now. Um, I've grown closer and have more relationships in the last six months than I've probably built in the last 10 years. Um, and I would say that's my, my biggest one. Um, and then also, um, I would say probably, you know, financially is a lot of people are, you know, couldn't understand why I was doing what I was doing, you know, making, um, what I was making and I ran a very tight PL. So, uh, you know, I, I was doing well, you know, flips, wholesales, um, was my husband was able to quit his full-time job and come over, you know, um, investments and things that don't even have to do with real estate, you know, cattle being one of those. And so like, there was no, a lot of it for me was I was okay with not making as much money in one this avenue um, because I wanted to become something inside of it, right? So it's not about maybe necessarily how much I get paid to be a team leader, but what other what other things is it paying me? Does that make sense? <laughs> like, so for me, it's 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 payment and growth. It's payment and um, how I am with, with people and who I am inside. The journey that I've been on is just worth it alone. I mean, it's been incredible for me. Yeah. Um, here. The, the journey is what makes us, right? And yeah. I want to reflect back for a minute. And I heard you say, you know, when I was 18, when I was 24, right? Two pivotal moments for you. Uh, you became a mom and then you became a single mom at 20, mm -hmm. right? So if you think back to that, that version of you, right? Mm. What would that person say to you today? Like they laid a foundation for you. They made decisions for you. 
without knowing where things were going to end up. If you could talk to 18U, what would that look like? Oh, goodness. I've thought about that before, honestly. Um, <laughs> um, 18-year-old me had a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. Um, oh, my goodness. If I could just grab her face and just go, everything's going to be okay. You are worthy. Um, you know, I, I think that, but honestly, I say that, but then I'm so thankful for, I literally can be in a valley and, and feeling like I'm being, I've been through several things that I just feel like I'm not coming out of this. Like there's just no way, but honestly, I can now praise God for those valleys. And, and I am thankful for each one. I had a, um, you know, almost got divorced again with my second marriage because my real estate business consumed my life. And I was so focused on becoming something to show everybody that I was enough that I almost lost my family in the, in the, the thick of that. Um, but we went through this valley, COVID happened and we came back together. And now I'm so thankful for it because now we have a better relationship. We, we are super tight and, and I'm thankful for that valley. So I don't look back and have regret on, or, you know, um, sadness when I think about the valleys, because that's really refined, refined who I am. And honestly, sometimes I'm like, okay, if something's coming on and, and I'm feeling some of that refining, <laughs> I just think to myself, all right, there's some more, more shining that's coming because I truly feel like there's always light at the end of it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. That was long-winded, but because <laughs> okay. I, I think there's two ways. We always look say, Hey, let's look back at what we say, but also I think there, there was who we were. Yeah. That also made us who we are. Like there were decisions that you made yeah. that affected who you are. And, th and those were big time decisions at that point in your life. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I look back and I'm just like, um, it's, I can only honestly give thanks to God that he has had a plan for me. And, um, no matter how many times I've tried to screw it up, <laughs> he has just got this great plan and, and it's a big purpose. And, um, I want to fulfill that. I want to fulfill his purpose and I want to be a lot to a lot of people. And I want to shine the light of Jesus. And I want to, um, that I want to, you know, even little girls, like I, you know, eventually want to have um, some kind of nonprofit for little girls that were 17, 18 years old and hurt and a lot of pain and, and struggled with their childhood and, and help them become successful young women, um, especially single, single moms that are 17, eight, 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, I mean, I, I want to help others. So I know that it's all been for, you know, uh, his perfect purpose. And, and I'm just, I love the journey that I'm on. So one of the big journeys I heard you say was that one, it was with people and your relationships. So one of the big things you've learned is going from sales and leadership is relationship. Yeah. Um, coaching is another one, which mm -hmm. let's just be clear for everybody on this podcast, just because someone says they're a coach doesn't, and you giving advice isn't exactly coaching. Coaching is all about questions and self-discovery. Yeah. So I got We haven't had a lot of people on this podcast to talk about, you know, entrepreneurialism, a lot of it is sales, right? That like, you can't really have operations unless you have sales coming in because 
operating a business that doesn't sell anything is, is a, a fast way to bankruptcy, right? Yeah. Uh, so what I think it's really cool, just, uh, just FYI out there, you can yeah. have the best run shop in the world, but if you don't sell anything, you're, 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 you're yeah. going to be in for it. Yeah. Um, so the question I'd have for you is that for anybody that's thought about transitioning from sales from transition from sales to leadership, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not about the money, right? I want to put a, I want to kind of like put a flashlight on that one. That's basically what you're saying. I'm just making it really, you know, yeah. cut to the chase because I'm not that smart. Um, <laughs> that's what you're basically saying to people is that it's not about that, but it's all yeah. these other mm-hmm. non-financial benefits, benefits that by being in leadership, you become someone that you couldn't have been developed into if you were just in sales. So right. like, if you were to say impactfully to your life and to others that you're like, why did you get into leadership? Like, it sounds like you're more people, more problems. Like you can make a great, you can control things. You had a great thing going. Why throw the change? So like, if you were to say to anybody listening in, this is why you should take an opportunity to think about a leadership position. What is that? Right. If I'm in an elevator with you and I go, Nicole, why the heck did you get into leadership? What are you pitching me on? What, what is your line on that? Um, I would say, honestly, um, I feel like the sales part of it is just the first step. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's about, like I said, just growth of who you become in, in the journey. But I also feel like there's just a lot of opportunity when you're in leadership. So when we say it's not about the money, I'm still smart. I'm still building my wealth. And now instead of it just being sales, I'm actually, you know, in conversation with other things that are going to change my life. And it just isn't sales. It's just not one pathway. So I actually added another stream of income taking on the team leader position. And then there's more opportunities when you, you know, you show up and work really hard and um, provide opportunity for others. People open the door for you as well. And I'm, I'm, having a lot of doors open for me. And I would say, um, you know, it's just leading others is, is, um, something that I'm just meant to do. And I enjoy doing it. Um, I have a lot of growth. I'm still at the very beginning of learning how to lead people the right way. And, you know, um, it's uh, coaching is one of those things that I'm like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. Um, but what it boils down to, okay. Let me interrupt you real quick. Sorry. Could you, I, I want to come off. No, it's great, but you, you kind of brought up something that I, I wanted to look a little deeper into. You talk about opportunity, you know, right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, what did it look like for you? But also, having gone through it, I'm just, uh, what, what does opportunity mean for you? Let's start there. So, opportunity for me, um, the beginning of the year, um, me personally, I was able to become an investor in the market center, and you know, and and ideally, and less than five years, my goals are to own market centers. I want to be OP. I mean, I know that that's, and it, it's going to happen for me in five, in less than five years. It's actually a two-year goal for me, but I didn't want to tell anybody that yet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, unless you put it out there, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it's out there. It's definitely out there, but, um, I, I just, that's my, that's been my goal actually from the first time I ever attended family reunion back in 2017, I was at Las Vegas and I was with a team leader then Wayne Daniel, um, who was really impactful in my real estate journey. And, um, 
I remember going to him, I remember saying to him, I didn't even know really what an OP was. I didn't even really, I mean, honestly, I didn't. And um, owning a market center and all that. So, for those that don't know, what is an OP? Uh, operating principle. It's basically the the owner and the, you know, the C, I, team leaders like CEO, the daily operations and OP is basically the, the majority owner and um, yeah, runs the market center, makes the final decisions. And, and so I said to him, and actually I remember telling Tina that when I was in a class with her and she would looked at me because she was the, oh, she's the OP. And I was like, yeah, my goal is to, I want to own market centers and not just one, multiple, and I'm going to be OP. <laughs> and I remember both of them being like, okay. <laughs> but it's now, you know, here six years later, and it's, it's becoming more of a reality for me. So that's KW opportunity in a nutshell. I mean, and if I can do it, others can do it. So you're now in that leadership role. Yeah. How does that experience of recognizing opportunities and having drive, right, to put that out there and, and, and start yourself on the journey? What does that look like when you're talking to other associates or other agents out there? Like, how do you express that to them that there are opportunities that exist that yeah. they might not be aware of? Um, I basically just talk about my journey and other people's journey that have done similar. Kaleo is one of those that I speak of. Um, anytime I see potential with someone that could be, you know, future leadership, I definitely start immediately work. There's an agent that I've kind of already been like, that's, that might be my future TL right there. So just, um, finding those, those leaders and just develop, helping develop them into, you know, thinking bigger and thinking outside of the traditional, you know, just real estate is just real estate is just going to be it with sales. Um, and just helping them develop, like people have given me the opportunity um, and poured into me. I want to do that for others. Well, I just remember that when you say given to you, yeah. that word given, right? You were, it was earned. Yeah, you're right. I know. <laughs> you own that. That's, a, that's okay. It was earned. Like, yeah. you put yourself in position and yeah. somebody identified that in you, but it was earned. It wasn't given. Yeah. I have a really hard, I am a workhorse. And, um, I know that that's one of my, um, I don't, I was not raised to, to expect handouts ever. So I'm willing to put in the hard work. And I think that's what set me aside from some, you know, majority of people, um, that I'm willing to work really hard and, and go above and beyond to, um, you know, excel and to, to get the opportunities given to me. I don't expect anything to be handed or given to me. I think you can be humble and have an incredible amount of humility, but allow yourself to stop and enjoy mm. <laughs> to be able to accomplish. What's that? <laughs> My husband just said to me the other day, we, we, you don't ever celebrate your wins. I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I go on vacations. That's my, I like to travel. So that's my, um, I would say my celebration is getting to travel with my children and my husband and see the world. It's also one of those things that like when you take a leap of faith to go from something you're already excelling at to say like, I haven't mastered everything and my life is a journey of experiences to make myself better that you launched yourself into something that was a little bit unknown and that's where growth happens. So when yeah, I hear you say growth, right, that you just made yourself uncomfortable because you could sit in space of I know everything and just be cool, but then you never get the experience of um, people development, but also opportunities that you don't get in that other space, right? So I think for everybody, it's ever thought about impact in somebody's life, that leadership opportunities provide an impact of a different version of yourself, mm. that actually create business opportunities of leverage, where you actually get into investing in opportunities that are bigger than you, what you can create. And then number two is that you get 
uh, leadership management uh, skill sets <laughs> that you don't have uh, as a solo salesperson. Because let's be honest, our worst boss is the one that we don't get held accountable by, which is ourselves. Yeah, that doesn't hold the line on financials. It doesn't hold the line on our own development. It doesn't hold the line on our own uh, wins and losses. When you talk about self reflection that you just brought up, so I think it's cool to understand that like leadership. When you go down that road, you're getting these skill sets that would not be afforded to you. And that at some point, those skill sets bring a value to the table that is well right. beyond that of sales. Right. So I just wanted to bring that for everybody listening. Like what Nicole just brought us through is that like you get opportunities and scope and scale of network that you don't get. Yeah. And the other part is you have to figure out this leadership thing that's not intuitive just because you're great at sales yeah. doesn't mean oh, you need I- good leadership. <laughs> I'm definitely learning that. Yeah, I'm definitely learning that. But um, it's like I said, it's been uh, a, you know, a half a year um, of just tremendous growth for me. And I'm excited to see, you know, what, how this year finishes out and what, what comes from next year. And yeah, so a lot of growth for me, that's for sure. <laughs> so you, you mentioned, and I typically kind of, as we start to write down, we say, you know, what's next? What does the future look like? But you kind of told us, I, I was hoping maybe you could share a little bit more about the nonprofit. Like they, that was something you could say, this is something I want to do. Yeah. How do you get there? And what does that look like? Well, I understand that you need the funds to do all that. <laughs> so for me, um, I want to create a big enough world and financially, you know, enough money to where it changes generations for, for my family, but also, um, you know, generation for other, other people, even strangers, people that I don't know, but I mean, I've wanted to do this for a while. I thought about fostering that I would foster, um, young women, like, you know, 15, 16, before they age out of foster care was my thought and help them kind of get on the, you know, on the right path of becoming productive, you know, women of society, basically. And then I was like, well, that's kind of thinking small. Like, what could I, you know, could I do more than one person at a time? Or because at first it was just like maybe one or two girls, you know, but then I'm like, well, I, I could potentially, you know, impact, I mean, hundreds. So I, I would love to have, um, like kind of like a group home. I'm, I'm not sure the logistics on it, um, how that would work, but, um, where there's full-time care there and there's, they're getting counseling and therapy. And, you know, if they do have children giving them classes to, um, you know, how to be a mom. Cause a lot of people, like even at when I was 18 and had my daughter, I didn't know how to be a mom. Um, and so I didn't really, I didn't have a mentor, um, that was, that taught me those things. My mom did some, but you know, she, she had a lot of pain and lost her mother really early. So she didn't really know how to you know, always be, um, the mother that she could have been, you know, I don't fault her at all, but I just know that, um, I loved my daughter so much and I wanted to be the best mom for her. I didn't always know what that was or what that looked like sometimes, you know, but, um, I would love to, you know, just help these young ladies that, that want more out of their life. Um, and just haven't been in the right environment um, you know, start their lives basically. And before they, they age out, just help them and then always have a place where they can go to Christmas. You know, I would, I would love to have, you know, 25 girls come over for Christmas with their, their babies and their children that they're, they're older. And I'm their, their mama, essentially. Like, I, I love I, that. 
I, that's what I envision. I envision myself very specific at the lake and I have a house full of people that I've um, changed their lives in some way and they come over and I cook for them and love on them and they visit me. And that's like, that's honestly a very specific vision, but that's, that's what I envision for myself. So. I think that's absolutely incredible. And, and honestly, I've been involved with a local place like that, that I'd be more than happy to introduce you to, to maybe kind of see how they're doing it up here. Yeah. Awesome. You could do down there without a doubt. I, I think I, what you just painted, I can absolutely see for you. 100%. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'll figure it out. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm known for. I jump <laughs> in head first and I figure it out and it, and it happens. I call that assembling the plane after you've already launched it off the cliff. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Work for me. <laughs> you learn really fast that way. One thing I want to say too, you were speaking earlier about like, um, you know, I, I want to say for me, like I am the type of person where I've, I'm never comfortable in when I'm content or complacent. Like if I'm not having massive growth or massive change, I am depressed. So every day is an adventure <laughs> and, if, and I'm running at full speed and that is just how I'm wired. And a lot of people, um, you know, change scares them, but I, love change and I'm excited of change and, and adventures. And, um, yeah, so I would say that was, that's probably my biggest, um, especially this year being in leadership. Um, I've, I've just been able to run and I'm, everybody's like, you go, you know, they're cheering me on. So you got to have those cheerleaders, right? I love that. Yeah. But it's easier to kind of rally those people around you when you are doing it the way that you're doing it. You're just, you're just leading by example. Right. Trying to I have my moments. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, we're going to start to kind of wind this down a little bit, but I, I, I kind of want to go back to something without letting it just kind of slide by. So every week I've heard people talk about different opportunities of financial investments. And I've heard about people that have invested in houses and apartments and condos and companies and jewelry stores and all kinds of things, but you mentioned something that I don't think I'd ever heard before. Yeah. Was investing in cattle. Now I'm watching Yellowstone. So I'm starting to get a broader understanding of what you're talking about, but yeah. how does that happen? So actually it, it wasn't so much the cows that we were interested in. It was the person. So we had a, um, my husband had a guy that worked uh, with him um, when my husband was working and he grew up on a farm. And he was like, they were just talking and he was like, I'm going to buy some cows and I'm going to put it on some land and I'm going to raise them up. And then when they get nice and big, I sell them back to auction and, and I make money. Well, my husband came home and he was like, Hey, this, this, um, guy, he's really smart. He knows a lot about farming and, and this is how we could make money. And I was like, Oh, well, first of all, I'll take a cow. <laughs> let, me fill, <laughs> let me fill my freezer. And yes, how much does he need? let's, let's, can I, let's meet with him on the actual land and let's talk business. And, and I immediately knew the guy was a good person to be in business with and said, yes. And we gave him some, we, you know, funded for him to get a, a bunch of little baby cows and put them up. First, we were going to do like actually slaughtering, but that was just, that's not as financially um, there's not as much opportunity there, I would say <laughs> that there is just getting them to a certain age, like a teenager and then, uh, reselling them on the market. But he, he does all the, 
everything. We literally just fund it and he just gives us our payout and that's it. Well, I mean, we've talked to a lot of serial entrepreneurs, but to have somebody run the gamut of running a baby's <laughs> boutique to building a real estate empire and investing in cattle, that's a, that's a new one for me. Joe, you got anything else as we wind down here for this, our amazing- No, interview? I just want to say, you know, Nicole, thank you. I mean, I've been uh, watching from afar on your journey and I, you know, getting to know you and just seeing that. And I think one of the biggest parts that I love about our industry and just entrepreneurship in general is that like you start because you don't want a boss and you don't want to have any cap on your income. And you want to have all this impact. And then over time you see like, well, I started out on this journey and then it led me down this other road. And I just think you've got a great uh, experience and great uh, success ahead of you. And I just want to say thank you for being in my world and just want to say thank you for coming on the uh, podcast today, just to share what your journey has been so that you can inspire others and give people the faith to take a chance on themselves and know that, hey, if Nicole can do it, anybody can really do it. Just put your grit right. and <laughs> determination and realize that I'm just going to fail real fast. So I just want to say thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with everybody because I think that's, these are the stories that make a difference. And it actually was inspires people to be a better version of themselves down the road. So just thank you for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye.